Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast, this is James. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about tuning Porsche engines and whether or not I think it's worth the money. Let's go check it out. guys. So I'm sorry for being off the radar for what is almost a month now, but basically I've just had a horrible head cold. My two kids and my wife, we've all been sick. I guess it's just that time of year. Thankfully, not the coronavirus, just a regular kind of head cold. I've tried to record a couple of podcasts, but when I was editing them, just listening to the playback, it just sounded comical. I mean, I'm still suffering a little bit now, but hopefully I don't sound like a clown. And uh, you're willing to listen to me for the next 10-15 minutes. <laughs> but thankfully, I've been able to get away with making a few videos. But in this episode, I wanted to talk about engine tuning, and specifically the tunes that you can do for a Porsche 911, of course, because I like talking about Porsches. Just recently, I posted a video on my YouTube channel called Dino Day, where a group of friends and I got together with... AJ from Eurocharged of Minneapolis, a specialist shop here in the Twin Cities that do all sorts of custom work on German cars, European cars, a lot of work with Porsches. They also do a lot of work with Mercedes and Audis and so on. So myself and several others from the Porsche and Pancakes crew got together with AJ of Eurocharged Minneapolis and went down to a shop called Moe's Performance Motorsports in Blaine, Minnesota, and we did what we called a dino day. It was an absolute load of fun. We spent the day essentially looking at our cars, getting hooked up to the dyno, which probably took about half an hour for each car, and then each car was probably running for about anywhere from sort of 10 to 15 minutes on the dyno, and you were watching it all live in real time. It was fantastic. You bring the cars in, you run them on the dyno, you stand outside, you can look through the glass to watch, you know, you don't want to be choking on carbon monoxide. You're looking at the computer screen and watching the revs and watching the, the fuel to air ratios and, and just seeing how much power it's putting out. And then once the car's finished doing its run, you see the power on the graph in real time, the torque, uh, the horsepower uh, along the, 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 the rev cycles, just really, really fantastic stuff. But in addition to running on the dyno, uh, I also got my engine tuned. And one of my friends who has uh, another 911 has his engine tuned. And it was quite an interesting day. And that's kind of what I want to talk about on this podcast, which is essentially engine tuning, what the process is, things to think about, and whether or not it's worth the money. So I might have given the game away by implying that tuning your engine might not be worth the money, but let's explore that in a second. There are basically two types of engines that Porsche put out. There's the naturally aspirated engines and the turbocharged engines. Examples of the naturally aspirated engines go back a long time. But if you're just looking at the past kind of decade or so, you're essentially talking about 
the 996s, the 997s, and the first generation 991s. The vast majority of the cars put out by Porsche over the past sort of 10 to 20 years have been the naturally aspirated engines, the Carrera, the Carrera S, the GTS, the GT3, the GT3 RS. They all have the naturally aspirated engines and they sound phenomenal. The flat six, the growl you get, the sort of raw power channeled through the exhaust pipes and sort of exploding out of the back. So many people, as much as they love the performance of the turbocharged engines, love the immediate kind of throttle response with the naturally aspirated engines that you get, uh, where some of the earlier models of turbos had that slight turbo lag and the sound you get out of the back is just fantastic. Even people that drive the turbo engines always talk to me about how they're a little disappointed that they just don't sound as nice and as engaging and raw as the naturally aspirated engines. Then of course the turbo engines that Porsche have put out in the past uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, primarily, unsurprisingly, the turbo models. There is a 996 turbo, both generations. There's a 997 turbo, there's a 991 turbo. Well, They've always been turbocharged engines, as the name suggests. But once the second generation 991 came along in about 2016, 2017, Porsche made a pretty monumental decision to put twin turbo powered engines in all of their cars, short of the GT3, I believe. Now, looking back over the past 20 years, back to the first introduction of the 996, the GT2 and the GT2 RS and the turbos have had the turbo power, but everything else has been naturally aspirated. You now flash forward to 2016, 2017, almost 20 years, or pretty much 20 years since the 996 was introduced, you now have a full range of turbocharged engines, and the naturally aspirated engines are the exception. It's the exact opposite way around. So owning a second generation 991, chances are, unless you've decided to you know, pay for the GT3, which was produced with a naturally aspirated engine, and, and maybe even the GTS, I need to double check that, you've essentially got a turbocharged engine. Now, we can talk for hours about the differences between the twin turbo engines and the naturally aspirated engines, and I'm sure there are people on both sides of the spectrum that are fiercely loyal to those types of engines, and probably a whole load of people in the middle as well. But when we talk about engine tuning, there is one major difference. When you tune a turbocharged engine, you can get some incredible gains and therefore some real bang for your buck. But with the naturally aspirated engine, you're not really going to squeeze too much out of the engine. And so the question begs itself, is it worth the money? So let's talk about two cars. And let's talk about two real-life cars, not a hypothetical. So we're going to compare my car with my friend Ben's car. I, as you know, have the first-generation 991 with the 3.4-litre naturally aspirated engine. friend Ben has the 3-litre twin-turbo engine inside of his 
991.2, the second generation 991. They're both base Carreras. They're both the C2, so the rear-wheel drive. Now, out of the factory, mine puts out about 350 horses to the engine. Ben's gets a little bit of a bump from the factory, the second generation, and gets around 365 to 370 horses. So right out of the gate, Ben's car is putting out about 20 more than mine to the engine. Now, with a tune for the naturally aspirated engine, the most I could hope for is about 15 to 20 horses extra to the engine, which translates down to just over 10 to the wheel. So let's say conservatively, my 350 horsepower naturally aspirated 991.1, having had the tune, is now putting out around 365, which is probably around 355 to the wheel. For a similar amount of money, my friend Ben's C2, the second generation 991, which has also been tuned, is now kicking out over 450 horses, which translates down to the high 300s to the wheel. So even though mine's been tuned and Ben's been tuned, what my car is now putting out to the engine isn't even as much as what Ben's second generation 991 is putting down to the wheel. So even after considering the degradation of power from the engine translating down the axle to the wheels, his car is still putting out way more power than mine. It's unbelievable. So where I've achieved potentially 15 to 20 horsepower gain to the engine for a similar amount of money, Ben's base Carrera is now putting out nearly 100 more than it was previously, which is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, essentially five times the boost for the turbocharged engine than the naturally aspirated engine. And there's the theory, and then there's the reality. And even though we weren't getting 100% accurate results on the dyno when we went to Mo's Performance Sports for Dyno Day, the numbers did pretty much speak for themselves. And you could see the difference between the two cars. And it was just really, really phenomenal to watch. So for mine, I paid around $850 for my tune, which was a discount that Eurocharge were offering at the time. That discount period has now expired. Um, and I think... If you look, whether it's Eurocharged or you look for Cobb, you're probably looking at paying around $1,200 or so for the tune. Whether you get the Cobb device that arrives in the mail and you're doing it yourself, or you run down to a place like Eurocharged and they do the tune for you, you're looking at about $1,200. And that's giving you, for the naturally aspirated engine, just a whopping 15 to 20 horsepower gain. Similar amount of money for the 991.2, you're getting that 100 horsepower lift for the same amount of money, or at least a similar amount of money. So bang for buck, it's really, really black and white. It's night and day. It's just, for me, I'm not sure if the tune for my car was, was really worth the money. Now, if I had the second gen 991, for sure, I'd be doing that tune straight away. That would be the first thing I would do. Now, taking the comparison one step further, let's talk about Ben's second generation 991 and our friend Chris's second generation 991 that was also at the dyno day. Ben's base 991 second gen that's been tuned is putting out around 450 horses to the engine 
Well, that's very similar to what Chris's C2S is putting out to the engine. In fact, the dyno showed that the C2S, which was completely stock, it didn't have any tune, wasn't coming close to what that C2 engine was putting out. So when you think about buying cars, whether they're brand new, there is a, what, a ten dollars to $15,000 difference between the base and the S model. And that difference is gonna stay around the same, relatively speaking, when you look at the second-hand market. To me, why would you buy an S? You know, th that's the question I'm asking myself. And maybe one day I will move away from the first generation 991 and I'll move up to the second gen. And who knows, maybe that will be this summer. <laughs> I really can't say for sure. But, you know, let's say I'm looking at a, a, a used second gen 991. You can buy the base Carrera for around dollars $70,000, maybe $70,000, $75,000 US now, uh, a 2016 or a 2017, sorry, a 2017 or a 2018 model. Um, let's assume it's got 40 or 50,000 miles on the clock. The S is still over $80,000 or more. So I could buy myself the base, save myself 10 to 15 grand, put 1200 or even $1,500 into the tune, and my base is faster and more powerful than an S. I mean, that just blows my mind. So if we start thinking about, you know, the bargains and where you can get real bang for your buck with Porsche 911s, I think those base second generation 991s is where the sweet spot is. It has to be. Save yourself the money from instead of buying the S, tune the car, and the car's as fast as the S. Now, of course, you can buy the S and you can give it a tune, but you're not going to be getting another 100 horses out of that engine. At best, you're going to be just taking it up to what you'd get from tuning the stock engine. And again, the results from the dyno day kind of indicated that. So you can tune the S engine, but you're only going to crank out maybe another 20 or another 30 horses. But with that base 991.2 engine, you can crank it up to 100. I think that's really where the sweet spot is. So... Did I blow $850 on my naturally aspirated engine tune? That is a great question. And I think on the face of it, just looking at the numbers, the answer is absolutely 100% yes. It's just not worth it. 850 bucks for an extra 20 horses on paper, I really don't think it's worth it. But having said that, what about the second dyno simulation or the second dyno test. And that's the driver seat dyno. Driving the car back from Mo's performance the other day, there was a difference. And I was a little cynical thinking and about you know potentially what a 20 horsepower lift would feel like on the road. Being an amateur, probably wouldn't feel it, probably wouldn't really feel it until you're pushing into the you know, five, 6,000 RPM kind of range or higher. But actually, I noticed a difference in the throttle response right from the get-go. Leaving Mo's, getting onto the highway, putting down on the gas, I noticed a pretty big difference. So in some ways, I think I have benefited from the tune. And I'm, I suppose, you know, I've spent the money now and it's nice to have the throttle response improving a little bit. It's nice to have an extra little bit of juice when I'm, you know, trying to overtake a car on the highway. You know, am I getting what I could get for a second gen tune? No, absolutely not. And, and that's unfortunate. But 
now I have it. I'm glad I've got it. But faced with the prospect again, would I would I repeat it? No. So my advice to anybody out there listening and who cares about potentially tuning their car is, unless you are rolling in money, it's really not worth tuning your naturally aspirated engine. But if you're out there with a turbocharged engine, especially the base second generation 991, assuming you're no longer under warranty, go for it. There are always going to be challenges with warranty from what I understand. So be very careful making the decision yourself. But just in terms of the extra performance you can get, if you're a little sad that you got the base, you didn't get the S, for about $1,200 to $1,500, you can get that power. It's, it's pretty incredible. But again, be very careful with your warranty. So that's about it for another podcast. I'm hoping that before uh, too long, we get another group of guys down to most performance to do another dyno day. Uh, if you saw the video, you'll know that, unfortunately, my car didn't have too much luck on the dyno. We couldn't get it putting out the, the factory numbers. Um, and that's probably just with how it was set up, unfortunately, and the time we had and blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, it didn't work for my 991.1. So I'm going to I'm gonna go back at some point and hopefully bring some of the guys with me, do a, a dyno day part two and see if we can't get some better numbers uh, from the car. What's pretty cool about the tune is that you can take it off and put it back on, um, you know, within a few minutes. It's just com it's just a very straightforward computer config activity. So we may be able to do the before and after results with a more accurate output from the machine, but we'll see. Some exciting stuff coming up in the next few weeks. My 991 is currently at Print Lab Wraps in Minnesota, in Lakeville, Minnesota, getting its wrap. Uh, I put out a uh, poll on my YouTube channel the other day. There is a $50 gift card going out to the person who was first to guess the color that my car will be wrapped in. And there are definitely two or three people on there that are on the money, so to speak. So I'm going to announce the winner at the end of the video, which get, will hopefully get published in the next week. They're about halfway done with the car in between a couple of other projects, and I'm trying to film the job as well. So that's a variable in the schedule. But I'm hoping to get that back in a few weeks. I also have another exciting announcement, which I'm going to save for another podcast, but I'm hoping to extend my uh, ramblings and 9-11 related content through a new platform beyond my YouTube channel and this podcast and my website. So uh, watch this space for more exciting news. As ever, thanks so much for your support, especially for the comments on the podcast and my videos. My number one thing about this whole endeavor is just engaging with you guys that are, are listening and commenting and either asking questions or giving me advice. Keep it coming. It's all awesome, and I'll catch you in the next podcast soon. Take care. Bye.